Welcome to SKU Talks. We are your one-stop shop for all things e-commerce. While I tend to skew towards Amazon, no pun intended, our guests come from all sorts of professional backgrounds, and I'd like to think there's something in here for everyone. Thanks for joining. All righty, here I am with Melissa Allen off video today because we are having some connection issues that I thought would only happen at the beginning of COVID, but it still happens every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Melissa, it's great to meet you. Um, just for starters, I guess, give your, give your, for lack of a better term, elevator pitch on who you are, what you do, how long you've been doing it, and tell us about your products. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for having me, Sam. So my name is Melissa. Uh, my husband and I together run a company called Active Life Company, and we make a mineral sunscreen that we call Cover, Cover K-O-V-R, military-grade sunscreen because we're uh, owned and operated, veteran-owned and operated company. And we primarily um, are selling on uh, e-commerce sites, but we're also now moving more in B2B, and we're in a handful of local stars in the uh, San Diego area. San Diego, very cool. Our yep. uh, our two co-founders are based out of San Diego. It's a, it's a good place to be. Nice, nice. And and even though we technically launched in 2019, I don't I don't I don't think we knew what we were really doing. So I wouldn't say we really got any momentum until 2020. And I consider that to be our actual launch time. Hey, I mean, one year is not <laughs> it's a pretty yes. that's a pretty quick <laughs> ramp up. So that's yes. awesome. So what um what what ultimately gave you guys the idea? To start the sunscreen company um well uh our dog discovered skin cancer on my husband's head just by accident he just was obsessed oh, wow. with it it must smell different to him he was just a pup and uh, my husband just getting a little bit of bald spot you know up top there yeah. and um anyway our puppy was just licking it obsessively and it definitely made us look closer at it uh my husband actually mentioned he's kind of he has auburn hair so he's very fair complected yeah. and um it honestly it looked like possibly an ingrown hair i would have thought anything of it he just was so strange about it continued the next day and i said you know i said hey baby you gotta make a make an appointment um you know with the dermatologist and it ended up being basal cell carcinoma and uh thank god we were able to have it successfully removed but we just never would have looked at it we would never would have thought much about it and we live very uh active outdoor lives you know we, we, we're backpacking we, we ride dirt bikes we mountain bike you know we're, we're outdoors a lot and um we were never great about wearing sunscreen and I'm darker complected. Not that that negates anything, but, um, you know, I would wear it, but I'm not religious about it. And I never cared for the way it, uh, felt on your skin. It always feels like your skin yeah. can't breathe. And my husband just didn't like sunscreen period. So all that has changed, you know, after, after this happened. And so that was, um, 2018. And then, uh, I came up with the idea of starting a, a sunscreen company because, um, well, we just had a lot of changes in our life and I've, you know, I've been working for myself for 20 years now. I run a health and fitness business. Yeah. I uh, specialize in strength, mobility, stability. So I knew a lot about service companies. I didn't know anything about a product business, but yeah, yeah I just thought we needed something to be excited about. And it seemed like it would be a perfect fit for what I was already doing. So that's how we came up with the idea. We needed to make it clear to other people that uh, not wearing sunscreen isn't an option. That's awesome. I mean, a lot to unpack there. I mean, first of all, the puppy thing is incredible. I've heard stories like online about that happening. Um, but that's that's a very cool way to start a company. It's not like obviously it's a bad thing that <laughs> happened, but the fact that it was your dog that was obsessed, yeah. that's dogs are so intuitive. I mean, they can predict yeah. apparently earthquakes and thunderstorms and 
apparently yes. melanoma as well. So that that's incredible. <laughs> um, so I hear you on the sunscreen thing. My my whole family were L.A. County lifeguards, and oh okay, they they really had to wear sunscreen forever. So they always you know preach that because very easy to get melanoma as a lifeguard. But I still, for me, am not great at it. As bad as I get burned, just because it's the way it coats on, I feel like I'm wearing just an mm. extra layer of something and it, it does make me uncomfortable. Exactly. Um, so I'm curious, as far as like not, this not being your background, having this idea in mind and, you know, for this reason, what was it like going into R&D as far as like finding a way to produce a sunscreen that you felt would ultimately solve your needs and that people might want? Okay. Um, yeah, well, my background isn't specialized in this. My background is um, in biology. So I, I'm a human biologist. Oh. I trade. My degree is in biology. Oh. I, I, yeah, I was actually planning on going to medical school until I discovered along the way that I could make a living uh, helping people improve their health. And and that just kind of fell into place because I'd always been lifting weights and living that kind of lifestyle. But yeah. I'm from Iowa and I didn't realize like people make a living you know, running a health and fitness company until I moved to California. So it was different. So, yep. so having said that, um, um, you know, I, I live a pretty health conscious life, um, aside from this and, uh, aside from starting this endeavor. And so, yeah, while it wasn't easy, um, the thing is, so it's not like I'm going to open up my own manufacturing plant. That, right. That's kind of what everybody thinks. And so so then, you know, that when they envision you're having a, a product, I, I guess that's where the average person goes. It doesn't know much about, um, you know, e-com or yeah. product companies. But it, it was a matter of finding a company that was willing to work with someone as small as us. Okay. And then having said that, sunscreen, it's very regulated. So it's not like. It's not like I can just throw something together in my bathtub and that's going to be okay. Because I have other friends that that sell products, you know, like a, maybe a moisturizer, something like that, that's not regulated. And they literally can put something together in their bathtub, you know? Yep. It's a lot different. Totally. So it doesn't have to be produced and bottled in an FDA-approved facility where... Kind of limits your creativity have, a little bit there. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I tell people, it's kind of like uh, if you picture ibuprofen and you have... Um, multiple companies that sell ibuprofen. So I think a couple might be like Tylenol and Bayer. It's still ibuprofen, even though even though you got two other companies that make it and more than that. But the the essence of what it actually is isn't going to vary that much. I mean, as far as um, you know, the bare essence of what what it is comprised of. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Okay. No, that totally makes yeah. sense. I mean, you you only get yeah. like there's so many products where you can get all these random ingredients and put them together and make it yes. make it work but there's a lot of compliance that goes into something like sunscreen that it, at the end of the day i mean it's yes. a medical sort of device right like it it, it right. is ultimately meant to protect you from harmful yes i don't want to say substances but you know what i mean and harmful that, yep exactly so that definitely puts a hindrance on as far as what you can actually put into it so that's i can see how that big problem so once you guys got everything together, um, got your name, we're starting production, and we're looking to sell it, once you hit that stage, what do you think were the biggest things you learned, or I guess maybe the biggest obstacles as far as marketing goes? Like, what were the steps that you took to be like, okay, we're ready to go. How do we get it in front of the right people? Oh, boy, where do I start with that one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. Um from the time I think that we were ready to go, I think I already knew that I was um, going to sell it online because it just seemed logical to me because that I didn't have to, um, 
devote as much time as what I anticipating having to devote to yeah. get it in the stores. So that that was definitely the way I was thinking, and I wasn't thinking any bigger than than B to C at that point. And uh, in my case, I have a best friend that he'd started a Amazon business before he ever went to medical school, and so okay. he's gotten pretty good at this. And he doesn't sell an FDA product, but he was able to help me a lot. So that was definitely a uh, determining factor. So um, from the time I found someone that would work with someone our size until the time we probably made our first sale. I would say that was probably uh, six months, maybe. Okay. Something like that. Um, and I'm sorry, I probably skipped out part of the other question. What was the rest of the question that you had asked me? It's just once you're ready to go and you're focusing on market, like what were yeah. the steps you took to effectively market this product? Like as far as channels go, as far as like mm -hmm. I know that you do um, a little bit of retail as well, but I guess just kind of what goes yeah. into that thought process with a product like this, looking to differentiate in a competitive space, like where do I market it and how? Like what what did, what was your thought process like with that? Yeah, um, technically, I guess it, it was really our website that I first built, and I was yeah. already familiar with building websites. I taught myself to use like WordPress.org for my other company like years ago, so I already had a good understanding of SEO. I guess that was probably the number one thing. So I so I had a good understanding of how to build a website that was um, also on board with SEO results, and so. I just kind of applied what I remembered. It wasn't like I do this all the time for a living, but I got pretty good at that with my other business. And so I wanted to start out with that route. And then I found a lot of um, individual platforms that kind of catered to veteran owned businesses. And oh, so that helpful. was very That makes helpful. a ton of sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then that, that, um, that was probably one of the biggest contributing factors. And then let me think about that. Um, yeah, there's been several places like here in San Diego, uh, people that we've encountered through local business, um, through, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like SBA or SBDC. Are you familiar with that? Sounds very familiar, yeah. Why? The Small Business Administration and Small Business Development yeah. Center. Um, yes. okay. Those are two key things that helped us. So Small Business Development Center is under the same umbrella as the SBA. And like looking okay. back, like that now I'm starting to remember some things. So right after we launched, I saw that there was a manufacturing expo taking place in the same town that we live in here. So we're in like East County, San Diego, El Cajon okay. in particular. And they yep. had this manufacturing expo and I just happened to attend it. And I don't even know where I'd be if it wasn't for that, because I ended up like meeting the most amazing people. So, so then um, I learned about California Manufacturing Technology Association. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, yep. And so there are some different grant programs that uh, we were able to get help from because remember, like when you when you boil it all down, small business is, is the backbone of America. So our government 100%. has a lot of things in place, you know, to help small business. And and I already knew about some of those, but it wasn't as applicable to me in a service industry as it now became totally. in a product company. Yeah. So yeah, I learned about the CMTC, then I learned about um, SBDC advisors that helped me dramatically. Um, okay. And so I tried going down that road before, like for a different um, field. But what I discovered was may maybe in that particular field, there weren't as many um, specialists in that area. So so now with products, I just happened to get connected with a um, advisor by the name of um, Diana Barbiani, and she was okay. detrimental in helping us get here. So her background, uh, she had been... Um, 
she had been a seller, but she'd also been a buyer. And then she also knew about uh, B2B connections. She knew about selling platforms. She knew about like three PLs. Like I didn't, I didn't have any, any uh, inclination of how to go about implementing that. I wasn't even familiar with some of, some of those phrasings, you know? So uh, she definitely helped me. And then along the way, we qualified for a number of different grants. So then I got some more help doing some specifics on the website that I couldn't do myself. All these were covered under grants. Okay. And see, this is really helpful because I feel like when people were in the process of starting a business and don't know where to first look, mm -hmm. one of the toughest things to do or to figure out is like, where do I find help? Like, Do I get a mentor? Are there people probably don't know about half the grants and loans that they might qualify for based on who they are or what they're selling and doing Mm -hmm. your due diligence in order to find those things to give you whatever bit of support you need, whether it's guidance, whether it's financial is probably a good first step is that you're, you're not alone for, for lack of a better. Yeah. (laughs) And then I want to want to mention one other thing. So when it comes to the grants in the beginning, I was confused. So I just, thought of grants as just, you know, grants, money. But with yeah. CMTC, the grants were in the in the form of, they have other specialists that, that could help a small business with almost anything that they would need. And the grant is the government paying that specialist on your behalf. So it's not actual money you're going to be receiving. And I didn't, uh, I didn't understand all that in the beginning. So when I was, um, when I got the chance to get together with like a real specialist when it comes to SEO, because I, I couldn't remember everything and things have changed a lot with, as far as website building. Totally. So they got me a great uh, website designer and then she was paid through a grant through CMTC. And then uh, I should mention a lot of the people that work for CMTC also work for the SBDC. So it's interesting. It's, it's almost like a, a brotherhood or sisterhood in that regard. So That's then... Awesome. Um, yeah, another thing I was doing, I was I had to teach myself how to um, run ads, and I never really had to run ads in my service business, That's like just the SEO. Beast. Yeah, yeah, the whole another beast. And so I was discovering I was uh, spending a lot of money, um, and I'd also had to hire a private coach uh, in the very beginning. That also helped me a lot. I kind of skipped over that part, um, yeah. but I'm but I'm paying someone to run ads, which is the way it has to be in the beginning, but. I was able to get like a Google certified ad specialist through CMTC to teach me how to run Google ads specifically. So then I could put that money into the actual ads. So that helped a lot. Totally. And also that's, I think something that's underrated as well is, I mean, at the end of the day, businesses are often going to have to outsource this type of thing just because it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to learn and it can be time consuming. So you're already doing a million things, outsourcing your ads when the first thing the companies do, but I always recommend, because I used to run Google ads for small businesses. That was actually okay. my first introduction into the digital marketing space back in the day. And I always used okay. to recommend that clients that I had get certified themselves, not because they're necessarily yeah. ever going to plan on taking over their own ads management, mm-hmm. but just purely for things like understanding the terminology, right? Like if oh, you yeah. can connect with the person that's running your ads and actually be able to have the conversation about it strategize with them about what to do next then it's a lot more helpful than just having no idea really what's going on and just looking at numbers so that that's a really good point as well yeah i couldn't agree with you more like you 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 actually see that in another industry you see that with people that want to um sell a home and then they become a real estate agent not so they can do it themselves but so they understand it makes perfect sense yeah 
that that totally makes sense. So Melissa, just just because we're a little bit low on time here, one thing that I I do mm-hmm. want to make sure we do is, for one, uh, for anybody listening, what would be the best way to contact you or potentially purchase one of your products? Or I mean, how if they're looking for strength and conditioning training too, what would be the best way to reach out to you? <laughs> well, strength and conditioning, you'd have to live here in my area in San Diego. Um, and then please, yeah, just come to optimumcondition.com. And for the sunscreen, the easiest way is just to purchase directly off of our website. And you can visit our website at kovrup.com. So coverup.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, incredible. This has been super informative for me as well. It was great talking to you. And we will chat soon. Thank you, Sam. Sounds great. Thank you very much.